0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the design experience podcast. So this is me, Melvin. Unfortunately, Marawan is not here. Uh, He has some stuff to do outside. And with us, we have Lisa. So who is she? She's a colleague of mine. Uh, We work together in a a, specific company. And um, she's also studying, um, I would say, art management. So I still don't really get... Uh, what this um, field is, but uh, we we will learn a bit more about it uh, afterwards. And um, from what you told me, she is a Ukrainian born uh, with some Kazakh roots, but uh, she was raised in the Czech Republic.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi. Thanks for having me and thanks for the introduction. Um, Yes, that's correct. Uh, I was born in Ukraine. I have some Kazakh roots too, but I basically grew up here in Czech Republic for most of my life, so I don't really relate to, um, you know, being Ukrainian or being Czech. It's a kind of weird space in between, (laughs) if I would have to describe.
0: Yeah, I get you. I have the same with uh, with France, you know.
1: When did you move there? Did you, were you born in France?
0: No, I was born in Gabon. Then I went to uh, the West Indies, like French Antilles. Then I went to continental France. So um, I moved to France in 2001. I remember, I, I I even remember the month. I think it was like uh, August or September. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I think like this kind of change leaves, uh, you know, lifelong memories in you. And it is, it is really like an inter- interesting experience, you know, to have a different mentality to have your family having different mentality and then you grow up in a you know in a, in a different country and you kind of tend to forget your mother tongue um you tend to forget like the traditions and your parents are not necessarily like know or accept the new traditions here so i struggle with that a lot i have to admit you know to to be on the same page with my parents because we don't we often don't even understand each other Not even Mm -hmm. like language-wise, but, um, you know, mentality-wise, I would say. So this is, this is interesting part of living abroad and being born in a different country. Do you feel the same?
0: Yeah. Well, I I completely agree. It's like, uh, actually, it should be a a topic for another episode, but uh, yeah, like I (laughs) I grew up with uh, this issue, you know, of uh, Mm -hmm. identity. Because like for me, I'm not fully uh, French. And especially when, because I I went like multiple times abroad. And even here in Czech Republic, I always have this question of where are you from? I'm like, I'm French. And like, you don't look French or like, where are you really from? You know, I either have one or the other. So I know I don't look French. But in France, uh, I am French, you know. It's very um, diverse. But yeah when we leave france like a lot of people don't really understand how diverse france is so i have to talk about my like uh, home country basically my the country where i was born but uh i'm not the only one with uh, this issue like i know a lot of um indians and pakistani um they also have the same issue you know because let's say that their ethnicity is um let's say pakistani but uh, for instance, I'm thinking of like one of my friends, he's uh, from Canada, you know, mm-hmm. he grew up there, he's from Canada, but he has to say, I'm Pakistani, because uh, here people don't really understand that people, uh, are, there's not only white people in Canada, for instance, you know. So yeah, yeah it's kind of an issue of like identity.
1: Yes, but I think we are all like getting used to it, you know, nowadays with the uh, with, uh, you know, multicultural uh, spaces, we, we, you know, I think that our generation will um, in the future be like totally uh, comfortable with it and even our, our kids uh, more than we, we are now maybe perhaps because it's still kind of new. Um, but it's, it's always interesting like to mix cultures and, uh, you know, to have this, uh, two different or more points of, of view, points of uh, how you how you view the world around you and how, how you perceive it. You know, it gives you a variety maybe of uh, how how to understand people more, like why they think this way or what their mentality is, like what is what drives them. For me, for me, it's kind of you know it's kind of an adventure. I I don't actually mind. But it can be a struggle too, you know. Uh, Like here in Czech Republic, we have a huge community of uh, Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's like the first generation and uh, the second generation, which which are people basically who were born here in Czech Republic, but you can easily say they're not Czech, right? Uh, Otherwise, can they still like be fully Vietnamese? It's also a question because you know, all the values they have and uh, all the friends they have probably are um, Czech or, you know, different nationalities. And, uh, yeah, there has been a, 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 a huge, like, topic uh, about the second generation Vietnamese here in Czech Republic. And uh, I don't think it's, it's uh, you know, something uh, uncommon. It's, get to, it's great to have the conversation open and to see how it involves.
0: Let's say just like Czech Republic is kind of lagging behind in terms of diversity. But it's normal, you know, it's about like the, the history of the country and stuff like this. There's a reason why, for instance, France is more diverse than Czech Republic, you know, like we had colonies and stuff like this. So that's why, for instance, the same for the UK. But uh, I agree with you, like people our age, uh, we, we are used to see uh, people that don't look like, uh, so that don't speak the same language, you know, and I think that's our strength.
1: It is, it definitely is. And I think it also opens, like, doors to, um, you know, m- move easily to a different country, not being afraid of it anymore. You know, see the world as, uh, as uh, like, one place and uh, uh, not struggling, like, to think of moving to a different country just maybe for a year or for a whole life because you kind of made it once, you, you, you were through it, so you you know what to expect. And um, it's a great preparation, like, to have this uh in you and to to be able not to be scared of it so Absolutely. i'm very that as well
0: so do you want to travel around
1: yes i definitely would like to um the question is timing of course as usual but i mean i i i, I like czech republic but it, it it's not a place that i would choose for myself if if i were to choose
0: <laughs> well if, if you mean <laughs> it's, if
1: you those for me right um but I think I need a little bit more of sunshine, you know, during (laughs) the year. (laughs) So that's the main thing.
0: So UK or Sweden?
1: (laughs) Not sure about it. uh, If the sunshine there is more frequent than here.
0: (laughs) It's it's worse. That's the point. But uh, actually I heard that Finland um, has like almost, I think a month. Of uh, like sunshine, you know, days with like the sun out, and mm-hmm. the rest is just like basically bad weather. I don't know how yeah. many uh, weeks they have, but it's like almost nothing. That's crazy.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, I think it has a, a big, you know, choice on, on our mental health as well of people living there. And um, I know that in uh, Norway, uh, they do have a lot of uh, governmental support for art and cultural places. And mm-hmm. they encourage people to, you know, to uh, go to theaters more, you know, having, like, some cultural experience. They encourage, like, young um, uh, 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 authors to, to um, be finan- financed to, to write their books, you know, and to, and to be able to publish it. Because otherwise there is nothing, like, much left to do than maybe drinking or something like that and and perhaps they 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 do want to avoid it right that's also the reason why uh, alcohol is so expensive over there okay protect people so yes it definitely has you know an impact on on one's mental health i do think that people in sunnier places are a bit happier
0: what is the point of it Well, i would say the issue is that um in sunny places, people are chilling, you know, so they're not working. Uh, I remember like Thailand, uh, are, like people, they are not stressed out, you know, work is very, very light days. Like when I'm saying light is that we had something like seven hours uh, per day, but out of those seven hours, you had like three hours of being productive. The rest are just like us chilling out. Honestly, like, uh, they are very laid back basically. It's a very laid-back culture. So, you know, like in, industrious people might not like actually, uh, let's say, warm countries.
1: Yes, yes, I, I, I do agree. It is like that, you know, even like taking into the consideration like siesta that you have in, in, in space, for example, yeah. or right? You need to have a break during the day. And it, it's also like a different perception of time. It's like the time it's not that strict, let's say. So it is a different approach, but... Who, who says it's it's
0: a bad one? You know, we don't really know what's the well, I
1: never said it's a bad one. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, it has something to it.
0: Okay, so uh let's go to the to the topic then to uh marketing. So um because just like a quick note for the listeners, uh we had we had to redo the episode, so um I don't know how it's gonna go basically. So okay. um I really like what we talked about last time you were talking about first, like the state of marketing. So let's jump directly to this. Um, I don't think it's that important to talk about, um, the, the softwares and the technique of designers. Um, I think we should focus more on marketing and maybe, uh, the process of it and how design and marketing function now. With um, the new softwares and the new process and data and, uh, yeah, like all these current tools that we have access, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the evolution of okay. um, marketing um, from, let's say, uh, the early century, so like 2000, I think we kind of know about it, even though uh, we were not uh, of age <laughs> to work in marketing. <laughs> um, and so what's, what's happening right now, which is... Uh, very fast-paced. We have to be very, very uh, reactive-based. Uh, well, I think it's a bit hard to um, stay up to date. I don't know what you think, but uh, on my on my side, it's kind of hard to stay up to date every time. There's always like a new software coming up, or like a new new book, or like a new stuff coming up. You know, so it's very hard to keep uh, to keep track. But um, uh, the early phase, phase of marketing, or like older phase of marketing.
1: Okay, so. um it, it, it is completely true that, uh, you know, technology evolves really quickly nowadays and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge change, like, each time um, when we compare it to what we were we used before, right? When we had uh, one strategy and, you know, mm-hmm. one concept to, to um, align with and, and we didn't really have to, to adjust ourselves, like, each time, almost, like, every day. Um, on the other hand, I do find it... Um, more exciting let's say because I'm not a person that would be able to do the same thing for a long period of time uh, and having like technology involved and having some kind of growth involved also always keeps you like on on tips over toes and you have to uh, involve with it you have to learn uh, all the time and, 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 and look around you comparing to just having like some set uh, techniques and and doing all the same um all the time so in, in my opinion it's it, it is something that uh makes the job more exciting um it's also you mentioned that it's 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 difficult it, it probably is um but it's also more informative you know today we, we with a social media with with all the pay ads with the internet basically we have a access to data. Uh, We can track which uh, uh, campaign is more successful. We can see the numbers uh, right away. We know what customer likes and what uh, they don't. We know what uh, viewers react to. And we can adjust based on that. We don't have to guess anymore. And Mm -hmm. this is something that's, uh, that's changing marketing a lot. And it is also something that we can see in a course of history. The marketing itself is not anymore about selling the product. It's not about selling uh, the product. Oh, wait. Before we
0: go to this part, um, I just want to say, when I say it's hard to keep up, is, uh, you know, as designers, we have a lot of tools. So we have, like, main tools. Let's say we have Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign. But uh, let's take the example of uh, UI design, UI slash UX. Um, right now, there's, like, wars, basically, uh, of softwares, you know. There's Adobe XD, there is Figma. And now there's a new one that is not even new. It's like uh, one or two years old. It's called Framer. And Framer actually might take the, the win uh, because it's backed by a lot of uh, big names in like design and uh, UI, you know? And um, basically every month, no, let's say every six months, there's like a new tool, you know, that just comes up. And we don't like, uh, we need to see if it works, if it doesn't. Um, if you get me, you know, like uh, right now for the website, we are using Webflow, but Webflow is like three years old. Uh, the tool is three years old, but it it uh, got big last year, basically. And it's still like becoming bigger, you know. And Webflow is kind of challenging weeks and it's challenging uh, Squarespace and all those tools, you know. So my point is that I think the word is intelligence. So basically like w- watching what's new, what's coming up, uh, so many stuff are coming up that we, in a way, we it's kind of um, betting on one tool because you don't know which one is going to stay.
1: Yeah, I see that. But uh, aren't the new tools created in order to, to make your job, to make your work easier, to, to make it faster, maybe?
0: Yeah, but um, honestly, I think they kind of are the same. They're just like some tweaks, but it's basically the same.
1: Mm, okay, uh, I, to be honest, uh, I, I'm, I don't know like much about uh, the design side <laughs> <of it.
0: laughs>
1: and uh, how you guys do it, but uh, I'd love to learn about it. I mean yeah, there are like a lot of new tools, like even, even, even um, outside the, the design itself, and uh, we do have to learn those tools because this is the way how we can improve. Yeah, I don't know how complicated it must be it must be for you and if it's complicated. I do believe those tools are are designed, you know, in order to make your job easier at the end and make
0: it more uh
1: accessible maybe too.
0: Well, um maybe if if you an example that you may understand more is uh, uh I don't know enough about CRM, but let's say Mailchimp uh against uh maybe Monday. If you get me, you know, like all those, uh, CRM, um, softwares, they, they are kind of the same, you know, like they provide the same, um, tools, you know, like provide like emailing, newsletter, some, like, I think it's called onboarding and some like funnels and stuff like this, you know. So they all provide the same thing, but they all have like kind of a, spe- a specialty, you know, I don't know enough about CRM, but I think Mailchimp, the specialty is more like newsletter. Like if you want to do newsletter, you should go on mail team if I understand it well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that is correct. Well, um, for customer management um, or customer relationship yeah. and yep. um, there is, you know, there is a lot of tools out there, but you, you are still the one who is choosing which tool is more suitable for you and which one you should be using, actually. And this is when the professional expertise come, comes in, and uh, kind of strategy, strategy, strategic thinking thinking too. So it doesn't really mean that with each new tool and each new uh, software created for a particular uh, reason, you mm-hmm. have to immediately uh, adjust to it and learn it. Uh, there are some that you probably have to know in, in order to, to, to stay you know, keep keep the track and, and, and stay updated. I don't think it's necessary to know all of them and to use all of them.
0: Well, uh, 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 our brain is not big enough, so <laughs> we won't be able to do it.
1: You mean the Agora mark?
0: No, when I say we, it's like people in general. You know?
1: Well, <laughs> I, I don't know what to, 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 to say about this, man, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I have an opinion that We always had a lot of choice, you know, even before softwares, you could do it like different ways on on a paper. (laughs) There's like a lot of different approaches for particular things. It's not only the one way that exists out there. And the difference here is that now it's uh, growing more quickly. It's updating more quickly. So I do agree that it might be challenging to... Uh, keep a track on what's out there, what's new, and you know, not, to, not to oversleep the trend. But that's part of the job, I would say.
0: Yeah. So, um, for instance, let's take um, the example of... Um, I just use WYSIWYG, even though it's just like um, a specific term for, uh, let's say, web design. So WYSIWYG is what you see, is what you get. Uh, it's mostly used for like all the softwares where you drag and drop stuff to create a website, you know, uh, they are Week. But, um, I want to use it, uh, for like the other type of softwares that we can use, uh, without having any, uh, technical knowledge. Um, it's a bit of a but, uh, I just want to simplify the discussion. And, um, I feel like, uh, lately during like, the last five years, at least, uh, there's like a, a big boom of like all those softwares where you don't have to either code or sketch and do like some vector works on, uh, Illustrator, you know? And, uh, I think the, the, one of the main tools that uh, is in this reach, I would say in this pool is, uh, Canva. Uh, Canva, I believe started three years ago, something like this but it became big like last year uh maybe earlier i'm not sure but i think it's last year right? so at first i was uh, anti canva i won't lie like for me i just saw like uh, a way for people just to uh, do like bad design basically you know
1: <laughs>
0: because uh, a lot of people that don't design they just use it and um you know because of the templates and stuff like this like <laughs> What is the point of it from a design uh, point of view? You know, there, we, I don't see any point in it as a designer. Well, I, I didn't saw any point in it. But uh, having like work, worked with you on Canva, um, I think the value actually is on one hand, it's, a, it's a accessibility. So let's say if I create a design and I just share the design to you, from like a pdf or a png or something like this you know if you need to uh iterate this design for like um, another context which is kind of the same but just we just need to change words let's take a a newsletter you know or like a poster Uh, i just need to change the date for like another one because it's kind of the, the same event but it's not the same time if we were to have like the The older, like the former process of you having a back and forth with me uh, just to change like two numbers, you know, I think it's a big loss of time. And this is where like Canva and those softwares uh, come uh, into play, you know, is that uh, the value is actually that uh, I just need to do one design and then marketing and like clients or like non-designers. They don't have to ask me every time, to do busy work basically so uh, i think this is great value from um f- from this tool what you think
1: yeah yeah i definitely agree actually um i do enjoy using canva i, I must admit because it saves time it saves everybody's time and i think uh, that uh, i i couldn't understand that designer uh, wouldn't like the software itself and uh, there could be cases who, uh, when when a designer thinks it can affect them, you know, it can affect their income. But I actually think it's the opposite. It it leaves time for you to um, work on an actual design job, you know, having a new graphic uh, graphic design like request and having like interesting things to do rather rather than, uh, as you mentioned, you know, edit one letter or one uh, date. Um, yeah, uh, I I came across like situations where uh, editing like one sentence in a, in the same design for maybe like a different uh, event or a different uh, reason um, would take even a week or two weeks. Oh yeah, having the conversation. Yeah, with, with the designer, you know um, we we had several graphic designers. I I worked with several, and uh, uh, they're not always accessible. Which is completely understandable, you know, when you plan a new product, when you plan a new design, and you brief, you kind of expect it uh, to be ready within some timeline. But when you need to edit into the existing design, you want to have it usually now at the at the current moment, right? You don't want to wait another two weeks, um, and it's not often possible because, as we mentioned with the marketing, it's very uh, fast-paced now. It's it's very quick, and you have to react quick. You have to have these things done within a few hours, Mm -hmm. um, at least. (laughs) So I do think that Canva is a great tool uh, to use uh, to save everyone's time and to leave you more space to concentrate on more interesting and valuable work. Um, Also, there's a spec that, um, you know, not everybody um, who is not a designer has time to learn different tools. It is possible to adjust it in Photoshop ourselves, right? Or in InDesign. And I used to do it as well when I did, just didn't have enough time to, <laughs> you know, wait for the graphic designer to answer me or to edit it. And I need something immediately. Um, I just downloaded Photoshop or InDesign, opened some uh, YouTube tutorials, <laughs> you know, spend a few hours over the weekend learning how to actually use it. What should I press for this particular change? And kind of like fake it myself, maybe even, you know, uh, do it, do it in completely like incorrect way that, uh, you know, none of the professional designers would approve probably <laughs> is... to fake the result, and, uh, that could be hurting, you know, because it, it takes you a lot of additional time. I can imagine that not everyone would do something like that and not everyone, um, would, would manage to figure out on their own way how, how to do it uh, with, with professional programs and uh, what Canva allows here is to have it really easy, easily done and to have it in good quality. There is also difference in using templates, as you mentioned, and using the original designs. Templates is probably something that um, doesn't really have that much value to it, you know, it's it's nothing new, it's, it's not being created for the particular reason. But on the other hand, uh, I've never actually used any of the templates uh, for, for any professional work. Um, I've used it for my school work. <laughs> <laughs> I admit, yes, I did. But that doesn't really matter because like, using Canva for school presentation, uh, even with templates, it's still much more uh, impressive than uh, using PowerPoint, that most of the students still do, um, unfortunately, in my opinion. But...
0: What do you mean by uh, using PowerPoint?
1: You know, because what I started to do, um, well, basically, uh, I happened to listen to another podcast with, uh, by accident, actually, it was a long time ago. Uh, just no. it. it was a podcast with a uh, uh, Canva founder, uh, Melania Perkins, mm-hmm. and she was talking about like why why she actually founded the program, like uh, how, how she came across the idea, why she did it. I found out that she founded the Canva uh, during her studies in the university where uh, they had to do a yearbook and it was just too complicated to have it done. And she was like very surprised that there is no such program that would allow you to do it easily and uh, have a great result at the end. Mm -hmm. Also difficult to share it across students, you know, when you do it offline. Then you have to save the file, you have to send it to someone wait for them to open it, to reply to, you know, uh, then they send you comments and, you know, you know the drill. It's, 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 it takes a lot of time. Yeah. This Canva, you can easily share it with several people and all of them can do the same, uh, you know, same design at the same time, which is amazing. And uh, this is when I started using Canva for, uh, uh, for my, uh, you know, school purpose. I started doing uh, presentations in it. And uh, any 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 like term paper papers which required like any graphic work uh, as well, and it it saved me a lot of time and it made much better impression to the you know classmates and the professors as well, because it just allows you to make things look more better like professional and uh, just nicer comparing to PowerPoint, right? In PowerPoint, you don't really have that much of space to to create something. Uh, something interesting something
0: worthy well uh, I have an issue with powerpoint Uh, honestly I like keynote better Uh, I can have fun with keynote Um, like I create my own templates and stuff like this you know and I think like design is easier to do on keynote than on powerpoint like I had to do uh, basically a powerpoint template for a client once and I told myself I will never do it again Uh, (laughs) decks on powerpoint is just like you cannot uh, really do some good design basically you know and uh, i think keynote has more yeah of like this design side Mm. but um yeah so they are like uh powerpoint slash uh, slides basically there are slides on the on canva
1: yes yes Uh, or like this is a possibility or what you can do is just like design the template for like the same format of the page that PowerPoint has and then you import it to, to PowerPoint and use it as a template. You know, you do the graphic graphic uh, design in Canva um, and you do the texting in, in a PowerPoint. But, you know, having this possibility of doing a nice design in Canva or doing graphs in Canva, Canva is really great for any kind of graphs, <laughs> I must admit. And, uh, you know... I have a
0: question costs. for you, actually. Yes. Do you know about Creative Market? I think you know about it.
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay. So it's a market play, uh, marketplace, marketplace Sorry, for, um, I would say creative, uh, assets. So they are like, uh, templates for PowerPoint, keynotes, but also like some templates for posters, some templates for, um, resumes, uh, logos, typography, mm-hmm. you know, there's anything creative, basically. Okay. Like, uh, I, I have listened to this podcast or like this episode on YouTube a couple of years ago. They were like, if you want to have, let's say, um, passive income, you should send templates on, um, creative market. But you know, because of Canva, actually, I think it's going to die in a way. And, um, but, uh, yeah, like would you buy, um, now that you have access to Canva, let's say, would you buy a template on, um, market for instance or some other place
1: I probably won't Uh, I probably won't for several reasons Um, I think that the goal of those like new softwares all the softwares coming out there is to connect um, between different functionalities uh, Mm -hmm. into one so this is an example you can see in Canva. You have a designing uh, software which connects the, the stock for templates, right? So in this case, it's enough for you to open one tab and not to look into like 10 pages. Yeah. places. So if I were to use the template, I would use something that is for free probably, uh, in case I didn't have time or resources. Um, but in case I needed to create something new, something more original, I would reach out to someone or do it myself. Um, just because, you know, this is not something that, uh, can be done quickly and doesn't really matter, uh, what the outcome is, but I just need to look it pretty to make it look pretty. It's enough to, to use a template, probably. But if I want actually to create something, create a new product and present it in a, in a, in a, in a good way, uh, this has to be something, uh, done from scratch. In my opinion, at least, you know, otherwise it's, it's not really a finished product. It's, it's uh, basically a copy-paste, uh, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Well, I never really got the, uh, the point of a creative market, honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you said, I think it's, uh, it's on track to become obsolete, basically. Um, and it, I think it's not the only thing that will become obsolete, in a way, um, because of those softwares that uh, allow... Like you said, you know, like different uh, fields to collaborate. I feel like uh, specific parts of like the industry or like the graphic design industry in general uh, will kind of uh, disappear or will have to disappear is um, what I call pixel pushers, you know? So <laughs> what are pixel pushers? Basically, it's the people that um, basically do design without any strategy behind, you know, without um, any data behind. Let's say it's the Fiverr, like, uh, designers, if you... Yes, yes. Yeah, so those people, uh, let's say in Europe and in most of the world, they will disappear because um, they are just, like, a few people that can make money out of those, like, Fiverr jobs. And it's people that live in very poor countries, you know? Because for them, like, let's say five euros, it's a lot. But in Europe, five euros, uh I will never do a job for five euros. Even, like... Uh, I did work for fifty euros, and i won 't do it anymore actually, because it's even it 's not enough honestly <laughs> you know uh, f- fifty euros uh, shouldn 't is not even enough for a day uh, honestly so um, because of this, like you said, you know us as designers we we need to evolve, and for us to evolve, we need to reach this uh, this value of bringing us like i would say particip participating in the strategy uh so like understanding data for instance to be able to react quickly with um, marketing but also uh, being able to uh, chime in in the strategy saying like okay so if you want to have this strategy we will need to um like let's say uh, have maybe this visual style you know this branding um direction and um, yeah, I think because of uh, all the softwares, um, we will have to evolve.
1: Yes, I I, I do agree. But uh, from from my like let's say customer point of view, right? Because here I um, I am more of the customer side than the designer. I would say fever does have its advantage to it because it's you it it it. it it always depends on what the purpose of the design and what the purpose of product is. If you need one-time job, you know, if you need one-time design. I know that a lot of YouTubers, for example, use uh, use Fever services uh, for the layout, for the thumbnails and for the videos and for, you non know, graphic for the video. And you don't really need to know about co- um, contact that much, about brand that much just send out the request and uh, you're able to have it cheap and you're able to have it quickly and at the sa- at the same time you're able to provide job to people from you know worse uh, environment uh so this is an advantage in my in my opinion but on the other hand like having a designer uh a long time like cooperation uh here in New europe which would be even like in-house or, or uh, working remotely with, with a particular brand, it also has it huge value. I cannot imagine like a big brand who, who's taking their brand strategy seriously to use fever for everything. Um, it would rather be someone uh, working very closely for several years with the company to create the brand identity and to understand fully what, what the brand is about. Uh, and provide like any any needed materials uh, during the cooperation, um, because you always need some new materials. You always need some new forms. Mm-hmm. In this case, for designers, I think it's important to to build their own brand image uh, of the designer itself, to build a strong portfolio, to to see what what you're able to do, to show to show uh, where would you fit with which brand, which company. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a long long-term let's say work relationship right rather than having a one-time job and here i would say yes it is important for designers to stay updated to uh, have all the relevant information which is uh, which is out there and to come out with innovations even because that's what the brand needs to to survive you know and without companies surviving, there is there is no designers needed so yep. I do think it's important for you too to, you know, just to stay updated and, and not to, not to stick to one strategy for too long time.
0: Actually, I'm talking about uh, business strategy.
1: Business strategy for? The client. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of designers uh, lately are like pushing this uh, part, you know, actually it's like something I want to person- personally do, actually do more branding. And by branding, I mean also like talking about students, market research that we got from market research and stuff like this, you know, and to chance like, let's say convert it into a visual, um, direction basically.
1: Yes, but, uh, I, I don't think, I don't see a problem here. You know, this is what the designer companies do and, uh. You know there there are several possibilities how it can be done. Like whether you have your branding team um in house or you reach out to uh, third party, reach out to the any any design company or designer, uh, like freelancing designer that would provide you like full package, with, uh, including the brand strategy. But usually brand strategy is is more than just the design itself, right? It's more than the graphics. It's uh, also about how the brand sounds, where the brand appears, you know, what language we use, um,
0: yeah. what
1: kind of communication we would use. Who do you, um, you know? Who's your Who's your customers? Well, and differenti- differentiating like a lot of different aspects of a brand, uh, other than the graphics. But this is something I um, I cannot imagine like being accessible on fever or as a one-time job. This is something that can can can't really be replaced by software at this point, at least. Um, mm-hmm. I don't imagine it will be possible to have. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but let's hope not, because then, yeah, we we won't we will die. <laughs> if we can have like AI taking care of strategy and like marketing.
1: I think there's a long way for us to, to get there and, uh, you know, um, yeah. human creativity is, is, a, is, a, is a hard thing to replace. We can use different tools to make it quicker and easier and faster for us, but we cannot replace it completely. You still need a human being for uh, Canva.
0: <laughs> well, all the cr- I would say, I call it creativity, but uh, basically anything that is not logical. Um, this is where we need humans
1: what do you mean by not logical
0: well for me creativity is basically when you create like you, when you make associations that like idea associations that are not logical you know mm-hmm. so, so for like if we want to say like a next, like logical example is programming you know so we have this line and because of this situation uh either this will happen or this will happen you know and then you just like go like this for like every situations, but, um, on terms of creativity, uh, even in branding, you know, when you make a logo, uh, you have like keywords and, uh, out of those keywords, uh, there is of course still some logic, but the logic is more cultural than, um, like strictly logical, you know? So we take, um, I'm just thinking of a, a client I had. it was in, um, education. And um, one of the keyword was um, well education. The other one I forgot. Let me think. <laughs> yeah, the name because the name was um, camaraderie. So in, in English it's like uh, comrades or something like this. You know, um, it wasn't um, Sovietic or it wasn't uh, communist. Don't worry. Really. But uh, the point was like friendship and uh, really like building bonds, but around education. You know, so we had to uh, I actually basically had to uh, associate um, stuff that were not really um, logical together, you know. I had to associate human beings and education. And I went for like a book and I had some other stuff. Like I had an owl, you know, I had basically um, cultural ideas that when you make them together, it's logical, you know. It's your owl. Uh, when you go to like Greek mythology, it's uh, the animal for education and knowledge, but it's only in the Greek myth- mythology. It's not uh, for like other mythology, you know? So I don't know if in the future we will, we, we will be able to do this for AI to like add some parameters that are like multicultural, maybe in the, in the long term. But so far, uh, as human being, that's how we can, um, that's how we are useful, you know? Because we make associations that are not logical.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know that the essence of uh, human creatures, I would say, you know, the critical thinking and being um, being able to absorb all the information around you since the day one. You know, since the day of birth, basically, mm-hmm. um, being able to absorb like all the uh, all the uh, information you get, all the senses, you know. Not even uh, what you read or what you see, but what you smell, what you remember, right? What you experience. So all, all of that creates creates something that can be very hardly or cannot be. I would say yes, but which cannot be like replaced by AI at this point, at least. And I, I do think there is still a long way for us to go to have a computer's uh, thinking uh, like a human would.
0: It's gonna be Blade <laughs> Runner, uh, basically
1: yeah like i, I saw some <laughs> of the cases like in a, in sci fi movies maybe, but uh we are not we' are not there yet
0: definitely. would not. you like to be a robot? I won't probably
1: no, although I do feel sometimes uh, like it when I spend too much time working on the computer, you know, I feel like i'm I'm the one who is working for the my for my computer and, <laughs> and not the computer for me um so yes, but this is probably the topic of work <laughs> work life balance more. But no, like why? Why would I? It it would change the, you know, the essence of uh, who I am or or who are you at the moment. So um, we are not to be, we are not meant to be robots, and we are not to meant to do the same routine, uh, completely the same routine uh, each day. You know, it, it it. You can see the difference when your days are diverse and you have some. Unexpected experience—it—it it gives you, you know, it gives you a will to live. I would say so. Yeah. Definitely not, not becoming becoming Robert not soon.
0: <laughs> not yet, but uh, yeah, I agree. Like uh, the uh, the unexpected is what we, what fuels us in a way.
1: Yes, like even though we have so so many softwares at the moment and so many tools, uh, which might feel intimidating. We are still the one who created them. We are the one who, people are the one who come out with the innovation, you know. You need a critical thinking to think of something new uh, and to create it after. Uh, it's not done otherwise, right? The program does not create itself. So um, I'm not against any, any of the other softwares or any of the tools because their purpose is, is to save our time and make our lives a bit more exciting. Uh, without spending hours by <laughs> learning how to change one sentence in Photoshop, right? I agree. Um, so I do think if we use it correctly, if, if, you know, we manage our time correctly as well and uh, we still manage to, to stay creative, uh, and to come out with new, um, innovations, it is something that can actually make, make our lives easier and, and more pleasurable as well.
0: Yeah. And uh, maybe I uh, can also focus, um, I would say, like client and work interaction more onto like humans, you know, more than the, the hard skills. Um, to go back to branding, um, like what we talked yesterday, um, which I think was very valuable, is the part that nowadays uh, who you are uh, is, I would say, very important in how you will find clients or work or um, jobs, you know. Uh, let's say like branding and branding yourself uh, nowadays is more and more important.
1: Yes, it is. It is definitely. And I would say like not, not, not only for like designers or freelancers or not only from a work or point of view, but uh, in general as well. You know, we use social media. We put so much information out there. Uh, we create some kind of... Um, design um sorry we create some kind of uh personality out there uh, and some kind of brand uh, of ourselves mm-hmm. um that other people see so it's it's much more that you actually are as a human being that what you put online right um but you do make this decision of or what to put online and what to show people and we do see that uh, you know in in a in a, in a past couple of years, it's been more common common for um, social media to show the more uh, real life, you know, to show how the things uh, are actually and not to make a beautiful picture out of it and leave out all all the negativity. I think it's an interesting switch also out there that now what uh, people react to and what people are more... Uh, interested to see is the real part of other people not uh, any like show online but the real life Um, this is great advantage of technology but uh, on the other hand when you're a freelancer and you need to use your uh, social media or any other platforms to uh, show your product you have to think of how to present yourself in the best possible way and what to put out there and how to be interesting for the potential client uh, on the other hand i do think that there is a client for everyone right and uh, the the more authentic we are with ourselves there it is to present yourself online yeah. as a brand and i do think that the right client will always find you because
0: i would say upfront they're also. all different right sorry i would say upfront also upfront yeah, uh, well, I will use me again <laughs> as an example. Um, I, I rather use me than use other people as examples. But, um, um, I would say that, um, like you said, like being authentic is important, but also being upfront in like, what you want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, like uh, I'm starting. Well, I don't know if I can say I'm starting. Uh, I think I'm like a bit more advanced now. But I'm still young, let's say. But, um, uh, I want to steer my clients or like the, f- the fields I want to work in, in like specific, uh, places, you know, and, uh, from what I've like learned, um, during like listen by listening to podcasts and like doing some research is that I need to be upfront in, let's say the type of clients I want to have or like the type of work I want to do, you know, and this is something I wasn't doing before. So uh, I I did some jobs I didn't like basically. Like you said, you know we have uh, there there is a client for everyone. Um, if we are like more upfront, we will uh, basically uh, make it easier for them to find us.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. I don't think there is much point of like faking anything uh, right now. It it would just add you like more work. Like why would why would you do that if if you want to you know, do your work to your own best uh, judgment, then you would do it the way you would do it and not the way um, you think that the client would like it, right? Uh,
0: Let's say, say, if you don't mind, uh, let's say that um, the issue is that we want to offer uh, the possibility of doing everything because um, we are... uh, afraid that we won't be able to get uh, clients basically that that mm-hmm. was why i was saying i can do xyz um, because uh, in a way i can do it but even if i don't want to do it uh, i'm still gonna advertise it because i might have a more chance to get the clients which uh, in a way it's not true uh, like these days it's mostly um, word of mouth, you know, like uh, retention. I have like uh, mm-hmm. most of my clients are coming back, you know. So uh, I think it's good, and um, goes back to yeah to the human parts, I would say. But uh, yeah, that's an issue that we have of like advertising everything. We can do everything, and um, yeah, I think we sh- should like stray away from this.
1: Yeah, I do. Th- I do think it's it's also like part of the flexibility that you guys probably have to have. Because you're working upon the requests of, of different clients, right? So you have to be flexible and you have to uh, be able to adjust uh, to clients' needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, I do think that the best work that uh, you as a designer can pro- possibly do is something that you're passionate about, right? That something you believe is the best. So these are the, the projects that uh, you probably be more interested in. But it's not always the case that it would be the most profitable project, right? Um like during my studies of arts management like I faced a lot of a lot of my classmates and a lot of a lot of students in general, like in this mm-hmm. field who were struggling with the aspect of uh, being profitable and being creative, you know. Um what do you mean? Because usually where the money is is a commercial sector, right? It's a sector where you sell the product, where you you know, but it not necessarily have that huge Um, artistic value but it does has a value of product and uh, and, in a big company that are able to sell it and, and to pay you um so here this is something you have to alternate you know to have a balance between doing jobs which will pay you for your living basically and then doing jobs which you actually enjoy doing and might not might not be profitable from the very beginning it it of course, it can become very successful. That's, you know, that's the goal to have something that you're passionate about, and uh, to, to have it profitable at the same time. But it doesn't have to be the case always. And uh, not only in graphic design, but in all, all culture and artistic fields, probably it's a mix of both, mix of uh, jobs where you get paid and uh, the other jobs which are, which are more um, for your joy and, and uh, you know, your own passion
0: mm-hmm yeah i agree in a way but um i still think you like being uh because you know there is this um debate of should we be a specialist or should we be a generalist you know well the the consensus is basically uh you start as a generalist and then you slowly specialize so it joins what you what you're saying you know but still like um I feel like if we are generalists, but we don't provide, for instance, uh, we don't help with uh, the strategy parts, like if we don't do branding or we don't do um, more like um stuff that are not fully creative, you know, if we don't have it in our uh, bag, we are not really useful because we, we should be specialists if we don't want to do like the non-design part basically. If we don't want to talk business, we don't want to talk marketing, we don't want to talk strategy, we should be a specialist. Uh, I'm going to take the example of illustrators, you know, like if an an illustrator only want to do illustration, let's be a specialist and let's even like focus on one, maybe one style. That's the only pushback I have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I mean, an illustrator can still do a job, which is uh, something you really, really like, but you know that you probably won't be able to sell it to the client. And on the other hand, you had a job uh, in the same illustrator as a specialist that you received a strict uh, guideline on and a strict, you know, brief that you have to follow. And it's not necessarily something that you've done um, yourself. Uh, if you had to decide, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was thinking more of like this, this kind of conflict between those two um like to have the space for your own creativity as a as a designer and to meet the client's uh needs and and expectations um, yeah i was actually always curious to ask some designer on uh how do you guys actually feel when you you know you submit a design upon uh, some brief for some product mm-hmm. and then the client asks you to edit it the way that you won't like it, um, um, how, how do you feel about it? Like, does it, does it intimidate you
0: or? Well, uh, me, I don't care. Uh, like, you know, I think, uh, that's how we do the best work possible. You know, um, like one of my, uh, one of the works I'm the most proud, like client work and the most proud is the one we had back and forth and we shared ideas, you know, mm. so as uh, personally, as long as it's a conversation. And everyone is bringing ideas. We listen to the ideas. We listen to the feedback. Uh, We try out stuff. You know, like what we did together for like the container thing, you know? Uh, It's it's not only my idea. It's not only your idea, you know? It's a mix of both. So I think that's how we get the best uh, of two worlds and the best work, actually. Because uh, then, of course, if it's only like one way and it's like, no, I want this, I want that. I personally don't like it. Like, I will do it, but I, I won't like it. You know, I'm like, okay, go fuck yourself. Sorry, I'm swearing, but I, I, I told you. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I will do the thing. And then I move on, you know, because I yeah. will see it as a lesser uh, quality because uh, you will not be uh, open to exchange ideas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting for me to hear. You know, that's, that's actually a very, like, good approach from you to, to be open to the, um, I don't want to use like word critic, uh, criticism, but it is. Well, you know,
0: criticism actually it's a neutral word.
1: Yes, probably, probably in this case, yes. Uh, but uh, what I was saying is is that I really appreciate like your approach uh, that you don't really mind to adjust it to a clients' needs, um, because I personally, as as a client in this case, I sometimes struggle, you know, thinking of. Uh, like, okay, can I, can I really say that, uh, we don't like it, uh, the designer, you know, can I really say that, uh, uh, it's not something we're looking for and, uh, you know, he has to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like question myself, like, do do I have the correct point of view? Because, um, I, I, you know, uh, the, I look at the final product from, from a different perspective. Um, I look from, from a perspective, probably like what customer would like, what uh, we, we have to show, or, you know, there's many aspects to, to, to it. Like how can we use this design to make it, uh, about brand awareness at the same time while, while being, you know, nice and cute, mm-hmm. uh, how to incorporate like all these, like different, like business aspects into, into one product. And, um, I think this is something that, um, We could find some new tool for it, how to communicate with designers more easily. So we are on the same page.
0: It's not a, it's not a a quote unquote client issue. Um, like even I, you know, uh, for the mag, like I had some like difficult exchanges, you know, (laughs) because this is an issue I have with uh, a lot of designers is they take, um, they put their identity in their work. Mm. so if there's something we don't like we can put it the nicest way ever Uh, they won't like listening to the fact that it's not as good as they thought you know Mm. and this is uh, more of the creator issue and this is when uh i think i'm gonna say it every episode because it's been like two or three episodes (laughs) and say i'm gonna say this is that this is where i see the difference between an artist and a, a designer a designer, uh, this is what I, I see myself as, is that designers have the client and the user in mind. So we're going to create uh, a poster, we're going to create a logo, we're going to create a website. We have the user in mind. That's why we talk about like data and UI and strategy, because it's not made to be only good looking. You know, It's made to be functional. It's made to have a purpose. And this is where, like, I differentiate even some designers that um, work as artists, because they just create something that have like um, visual uh, that is visually appealing, you know, something that is good looking, but it's not functional. Mm-hmm. And this is, and they are like a kind of, um, I would say, they don't like when they hear negative feedback. So even if there's positive feedback, they will only hear the ne- negative part. And they will get very defensive over work that is not meant for them. It's not meant for them. It's not even meant for people to know it's from them. you know it's meant for people to use
1: yes this is this is true this is true this is a very interesting point of view as well. you know what what I was thinking as well that each designer, even though he is not creating like a creative art, but he is creating like a design product for a specific function. But still, each designer has its, ha- ha- have its um, own, let's style. call it like hand- handwriting, yes, mm-hmm. style. Um, so when the company decides to, um, or a customer decides to work with this particular designer, it probably means that uh, you, you like the style this designer has, right? So um, there's still part of the art in it. Uh, which you cannot leave out it's 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 the style how you create the 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 functional design upon request uh what what i'm trying to avoid is to um criticizing or commenting on the style itself because otherwise it would mean that you just have to to work with someone different and i I think this is something that you should uh, also as a designer um always uh, stick to and not really change and communicate it uh, as, as your brand, your style. It can evolve in time, right? But it has to be uh, on to. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. if you don't have any any style for the <laughs> designer, you can easily use Canva or anything else.
0: Well, I think there might be two strategies for this part, actually. Because um, like me, I would say my style is You know, I, I can, I'm kind of a chameleon. Okay. I'm, I'm like available to do anything. Uh, like the common point of all of my works is there is typography, a lot of it, and there is a custom type because I like to. So that's, that's the key uh, point. Because then, uh, of course. So I think it's the other strategy would be to have a yeah, specific style, you know? So let's take, um, one of my favorite studios. It's called, uh, Koto. So they are from London and they kind of have a style and their style is to merge, um, I would say, um, handmade stuff. So like either like a hand-drawn illustration, you know, very uh, textured um, mm-hmm. format, you know. And all of their work also share this. And it's very vibrant also. Like the colors that, that they use is always vibrant, you know, it's always like in your face, but very warm. They always have like warm colors and very vibrant colors and so they have like a style but in a way we, we cannot have too much of a style because then we are like i said we are artists you know mm-hmm. so if you're an illustrator okay you can do it um if you're a designer and for me if you focus on branding you cannot have a specific style because then you're only doing the same thing every time you know there is a balance basically there is a balance between having your style and satisfying your client's needs
1: Yes, yes, and it's probably a very difficult balance as well, I can imagine.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, like as long as we have uh, the right process and we share ideas and we agree, you know, uh, we like integrate clients more into the creative process, and not only like uh, disappearing for two weeks and coming back with a deck, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think uh, that this is when we have like the best work, basically.
1: Yeah, probably, probably. And, okay. uh, um, yeah, just like one, one last thing that I, I, I wanted to mention, like on this topic is that, you know, I, I wouldn't mind actually to have some kind of manual on um, the designer's language, let's say. Because oh, yeah? I, I, I do, I do like struggle sometimes to use, to express uh, what I need to have in, a, in a words that would describe a, a graphics that I need to receive. So, you know, it's always, uh, like, sometimes it's it's really, it's really, like, funny how... how um, Do I you have an example? To, yeah, how, how I try to, to explain, you know, when you have, like, any, any, any kind of, like, a small, like, design or icon, and you're like, okay, so I need you to move this, like, a little bit, like, down, and this is a little bit, like, up, and, uh, you know, make this look like something different. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if I had a correct, like, vocabulary of... You know, out of this, we need to make like this. It would probably be more easier to explain what I want to see. Mm -hmm. Because often, 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 um, you know, all this commentary, like back and forward on briefs, is not really about like changing the product, but changing like the small things behind it. And uh, when you you send me something and I send it back to you, uh, it's often that we just misunderstand each other. You know that I explain something and you receive it in a different way because I didn't explain explain it uh, well enough. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious how, uh, you know, how it's possible for a client and designer to avoid this avoid this uh, situation. Have like, you faced something similar with clients?
0: Yeah. Well, what what I do is I uh, kind of have like a double. Mm-hmm. designer, I will use like technical terms mm-hmm. because I expect them to understand it. Even though I had like issues, well, it's the cases where like the person wasn't understanding what I was saying. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Because uh, I think as designers, we need to know the language. But for clients, uh, I think uh, we shouldn't expect them to get what we're saying. You know, I, I think, you know, um, there is a saying, uh, I don't know word for word, and I don't know if it's English, actually. I think it's, it's a French saying. But... um like uh, uh, and I don't want to make myself sound smart, but basically the the saying was basically um, that uh, uh, smart people uh, explain complex stuff, like complex things, with simple words, you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so this
0: is something I try to use, and I'm not saying I'm smart, and I'm, I'm not saying that I uh achieve it, but I try to do it you know. And, um, that's basically communication. Like I shouldn't force people to elevate to my knowledge, uh, for stuff they are not meant or like supposed to know, you know, like I should, um, simplify my language so that they can understand it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. I do agree here. (laughs) Well, yeah, there, there is similar saying like, um. Uh, To to what you just said, I think it was, maybe I'm mistaken, but I think it was Albert Einstein even saying that if you cannot explain it in one sentence, you don't understand it, right? So, um, in my case, like, I often cannot explain what I need to be uh, done in one sentence, (laughs) but just because I don't understand, like, what is the specific word that you would, you know, understand for the specific uh, situation that I'm trying to to lay out there but it's, it's good to know that the designers actually approach to this in a different way that you guys you know adjust um your language to something like simpler for
0: <laughs> regular people well i think um, we should yeah uh, uh any type of specialist you know any type of professional even you like you have like market, marketing terms and you don't use it with me like and that's the point of communication. Like, if you mm-hmm. don't make an effort for the other person to understand you, like, you're not trying to communicate, basically.
1: Yes, yes. On the other hand, that's why I actually think that, like, nowadays it's important for everyone to know, uh, you know, bits bits and pieces of everything, to have Agreed. a, like, wide range of, of knowledge and to know at least a little bit of, of um, any uh, field that is in any way like relevant to to, to to a case. Um because otherwise we just simply want to understand each other, you know, and to translate everything in a simpler simpler sentence, simple simpler words can affect the, the result because it's not what you um what it's not the most precise, you know, translation if I if I put it out that like that. So like being able to to um you know, to be more, um, flexible and to know bits and pieces f- f- for, 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 everything, and maybe just be a specialist like, for your concrete field, but still know some basic terms for marketing. I do think it's, it's really important nowadays because everything is so, so connected.
0: Um, I agree. Uh, well, we went uh, long over time, but, uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, thank you, Lisa. Uh, thanks for yeah. so that. It was a great conversation. And I think it was great also la- last words, like ending words. Um, yeah, we should all uh, learn at least a little bit of everything so that we can understand each other, you know. Like you said, the world is connected and it's becoming more and more connected. Like This is something that won't stop. So this kind of our responsibility to be able to uh, understand other people.
1: Yes, I couldn't agree more. Very nicely said. Thank you, Lada. Yes. I had a lot of fun here.
0: Yeah, thank you. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye.